otherwise on SAFM. My guests are Elroy Paulus, Black Sash Advocacy Manager, and Ms. Wukiwe Limane, Head of the Power Advice Office in the Western Cape. Welcome to both of you. Thank you for gracing me with your presence in the studio, because usually I don't have people come and join me. It's always on the phone. So thank you for joining me. Thank you, Sushad. We are, we are graced by your presence. <laughs> now, this is, this is an alarming situation we find our, our, our recipients of grants in. I mean, it's a staggering number, 2.3 million people. Uh, what, what was the system that was in place? What's the system in place right now to, to, to pay off? Okay, so in South Africa, there are 17 million grant beneficiaries. They get a range of grants. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the payments through a SASA branded account, mm-hmm. which involves a service provider called Cash Paymaster Services mm-hmm. and Grindrod Bank. Cash Paymaster Services is linked to a larger network called NetOne that is listed on the Johannesburg Stock Exchange and the New York Stock Exchange. Mm-hmm. It is in this space that, given the structure of the bank account, huge, often unauthorized, sometimes fraudulent, sometimes unlawful deductions have increased at a huge rate. And we have brought evidence to you through the work of Sisbukiwe from the Parle Advice Office mm-hmm. showing many beneficiaries, Gogos, saying, I didn't authorize somebody to take a deduction for 800 rand for water, often in a municipality mm-hmm. that doesn't have um, uh, detailed billing. I see or this one, 850 rand. Correct. What was this? What's happened here is all the deduction from the grant, mm-hmm. but this person has just got only 40 rand out of 1,300 rand. They so, didn't apply for any deductions, nothing, but it just come out from their money. So who's responsible for this? Well, in our view, as Black Sash and our partners, which includes Parliament... Um, because you're part of the task team right. that the minister Just appointed. a little bit of explanation. Mm-hmm. We pointed this, out, this problem out to government. Mm-hmm. For a while, they didn't respond to us. We wrote to the minister um, and other entities, and we met them on budget day last year. And she heard the extent of the violations. We flew in somebody from uh, Makwasi in deep north, uh, west uh, province near Volmaranstadt mm-hmm. and Ma Grace, uh, let's call her that, uh, gave personal testimony to the minister that mm-hmm. 400 rand was taken unlawfully from a bank account um, and she is seeking recourse. Mm-hmm. The minister then instructed Sasa in our presence to stop the deductions. Unfortunately, as a result of some foot dragging in some departments of Sasa, the matter took four months to resolve mm-hmm. Shadow. Um, some persons in Sasa resolved it very quickly and Ma Grace was repaid. Okay. That's where it started. And on the 11th of September, um, Minister Batabili Dlamini, um, through the ministerial task team to stop these unauthorized deductions in parliament, in our presence, announced to everyone that she accepted all the recommendations of the work we did mm-hmm. then on the scope and scale of these deductions. Mm-hmm. Um, our initial assessment was that at least a million Sasa bank accounts are affected out of the 10 million. You quoted the number of three, uh, 2.3 2. million. 2.3 million, yeah. I personally think it's much more. But the minister said, the Ministry of Social Development, the affected government departments and civil society will work together to realize the following. Design and implementation of a SASA-owned 
and control the RICO system in place to ensure that unlawful and immoral debit deductions are stopped and refunded with interest and bank charges and where necessary backdated to 2012. That is where we take our brief from. Okay, now let's go back to what sort of advice, because you, you have an advice office in Baal. Uh, what sort of issues do you deal with? Do people come to you, um, and, uh, recipients of grants, and what sort of conversations do you have with them? Sharon, if we can show you something, because while they come in our office, you will also cry because they are crying. Mm-hmm. Then you have to be strong and try to explain to them what's happening, because you can do nothing about this lawful deduction and lawful deduction, but we have to stand up and say, if I've got a problem, I'll just call Elroy at Black Session and say, come guys, come quickly here, because is this deduction is also a one-life policy. It's also deduct a lot of money from the people. They don't know nothing about what's happening. It's just chaotic. People are suffering outside there. But where's the loophole? That's what I want yeah. to know. We know now there's, mm. just, there's deductions that are unlawful, mm. but is the system so flawed mm. that uh, anybody can access a, a, the accounts of, of recipients? So, so prior to the Cash Pay Master Services SASA tender, there were bank accounts, but by various service providers. And there were few deductions, such as two funeral deductions instead of one because the law allows mm-hmm. one deduction per month no more than 10 percent of the value of the grant the south african social assistance act says that mm-hmm. um, and the regulation 26a what has happened now is that the bank account structure is designed as if it's a current account that allows alleged um, persons to deduct money sometimes before the money hits the account. And, and it's this plight that has brought the black sash into this domain. I just need to say that the responsibility lies with Sasa. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, we have tried to say, now what's the recourse? What can be done? They've set up a call center. They've set up an 0800 number, which we can give at the end of the, of the, show, of the yeah. show. They've done a whole range of stuff. But for us, it is not enough and it's not fast enough. The, the bare truth is that the recourse that the, the clients coming to Sisbukiwe's mm. Paul Advice Office is the responsibility of SASA. They've begun a policy now of providing recourse. Um, for us, it's very slow. And there are other players that have to work together with SASA in order to stop it. For example, the deductions include airtime, advanced airtime, electricity, loans that if you calculate it, if it was interest, they call it a charge, is about 60% per annum, often without any affordability assessment testing. We've picked up bizarre deductions, which we reported to the minister, such as water of 800 rand um, on a 1,300 account in Tembesi Lehani municipality that doesn't have a detailed metering system. Some of these deductions appear to be fraudulent, but all of this has been facilitated by a type of bank account that allows, it's called an open loop banking system, where deductions come off when it is allowed via stop order, or most frequently, the, the third party just takes the money out of the account. And even the, before it's even... Even before. Now, you and I who have bank accounts, if we notice something, we can go to the bank and it can be reversed. 
typically within within 48 hours but i want to know then uh, how much is explained of of the system to the to to the grant receiver the recipient of the grant because how much education is is given to them even prior them getting these cards that they have now and using these who's responsible for that if i can just explain something Sasa is educating people in our offices. Mm-hmm. They are telling the people because our people have been told that don't make any loans about discard and also don't take uh, the speed. Sometimes you find out our people are suffering and there's no enough explanation from Sasa's side because if there's enough inf- information, explanation because you, you've got colored people, you've got Tosa people which they need to ex- be explained in their own languages mm-hmm. because if there's no person who can do that because I'm doing also presentation in churches because we have to present to those people don't do that because you are doing this you are going to get here in because a lot of people are suffering guys mm. lot of people Go ahead. in addition to what mm-hmm. says Bukiwe is saying there's been often at a local level the conflation between Sasa and other service providers including cash pay master services or people fraudulently represent themselves as Sasa and the evidence of that which we are following up is that the Black Sash and its partners have stopped the company from um, and reversed payments Mm. Uh, the name of the company is One Life and they just went to people on farms targeting people who are not necessarily functionally illiterate Mm. or have the financial education. So the problem is not just an individual financial education issue. The problem is a systemic flaw in the design. It is the opening up of a Pandora's box that Sasa alone cannot close. So the Reserve Bank, the Credit Regulator, the Department of Justice and others, the Treasury, have to work together to close this. And a tender has been issued um, when the court on the 29th of November ruled the contract between Cash Pay Master Services and Sasa as invalid and unconstitutional on the level of, of two issues, biometric verification and BEE. Mm. So this is a tender issue. Mm. That process said that the contract was invalid. But because Cash Pay Master Services has to pay on a monthly basis all the grants, you can't just have the contractor walk away. So the court ruled in April they suspended the declaration of invalidity. In other words, that was bad that you did, mm. but until we can reissue the tender, which Sasa did, in the new tender, these loopholes have been closed. But CPS but not, unfortunately not. took the, the, that reissued tender to court again, and the status we are at now is that we are awaiting the court's decision to establish whether the amendments required by the contestation is sufficient. But in the meantime, people are suffering. Well, I was going to say, what were your recommendations then to the ministry? Okay, the recommendations to repeat was that these deductions should be stopped and refunded. There is written evidence that of some test cases, about 60 of them, the money has been repaid that the people have claimed. Now, what what does that mean is an issue? Does it mean an admission of guilt? Or does it mean that it was an administrative mistake? This points to some acknowledgement that those deductions should not have happened. The and other, what the, stops them from re- recurring, that's the thing. In, in the, you see, each of these deductions, there's about, we call it typologies. So for, for loans, it involves the National Credit Regulator. Mm-hmm. So there's a certain form of recourse that must happen via SASA and the NCR. Okay. In fact, um, 
the National Credit Regulator has taken one of the companies of NetOne called Moneyline to the National Consumer Tribunal. That case is pending because of considering the child support grant as a form of income, which the law says shouldn't. The law says that a grant may not be transferred, encumbered, or ceded in any mm -hmm. way. And so they are using this to establish whether money line should, there are many, many options available, the court will decide what that is, but it may include suspension, a fine, um, etc., etc. So that's one channel of recourse. For electricity, it's another. For water deductions, it's another. So this is the Pandora's, this is the Pandora's box that, that unfortunately the bank account was opened. What we're calling for, is a bank account that blocks any EFT deductions. The full money must come to the beneficiary, and once the full money comes to the beneficiary, then the beneficiary will decide and give permission for future deductions. Well, I must say that, you know, we've just got our guests in the studio, but uh, in, in future we are going to have a, in fact, I think we should have invited somebody from Sasa here so that they speak for themselves and they, they, they can tell us exactly what, what happens um, um, because I, I wasn't quite aware that the, the responsibility lies with them, you know, initially, but I think we will give them an opportunity to come come into the studio and, and talk to us uh, and, and, and tell us what the processes they're taking are. But in the meantime, though, we continue to talk to Bugiwe Limane and uh, Elroy Paulus of Black Sash. What happens in the meantime, then, and until until uh, the, the the system is 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 resolved? I think this is the way the system runs, uh, and, and the status of it is. What happens in the meantime with the payments that are currently now going to have to go through, and deductions like these will probably not stop. What happens? My problem is there is no, nothing will happening because when you go to Sasa, they will show in their computer that the beneficiary didn't get a full amount. Even yesterday I was asking that when the person gets only 40 rent, there is no food person to give those people. They say no, everything is full in their computer, then everything happened to side of CPS. There is nothing we can say straight to the people we can do this because people are suffering. When you have to go home back again, I have to give the money from my pocket, 20 rand, you must go back home because you get only 40 rand, clean 40 rands. So, go ahead. The bottom line is that the proposed recourse system has many, many loopholes. Mm -hmm. And the consequences of the absence of recourse has been disastrous on the quality of life of people. So if you've got a disabled Gogo, or if you've got uh, a, a, a person who uh, supposed to get this uh, grant, let's let's go to the town of Adelaide where we've been with the ministerial mm -hmm. task team. Mm -hmm. Some of the mistakes in our view made by Sasa, and of course they have the right to defend themselves, but the minister instructed that, a, that an office be reopened because the, the person seeking recourse now have to take a taxi with money they don't have to Fort Beaufort 35 kilometers away. Mm -hmm. When they get there, there's an 0800 call center. An 0800 number is a telecom line. So who, where's the airtime coming from mm -hmm. to pay for something that's actually not toll-free because telecom rates and uh, 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 cell phone rates apply. So people spend 100 rand even more with taxi fare, the people who come from Stellenbosch to visit Sisbukiwe with no progress. The little progress that we have had, and which is frustratingly slow, has been to test these cases and force um, 
the responsible parties, which include Sasa, mm-hmm. and is mainly Sasa's responsibility. But I'm saying now instruct CPS or Grindrod Bank to block that number. And that has begun to happen very slowly. But for the ordinary person in the street, there's an urgency. I'm going to say this um, in a very considered view. <laughs> of the so. 10 million Sasa beneficiary accounts that are there, there is a risk for anyone who discloses the information to be vulnerable mm. for unlawful deductions. The other issue is that the court ruled, the constitutional court ruled, that confidential data may not be traded. Now, you and I know, says mm-hmm. um, Shadow, mm-hmm. you may get an SMS saying, buy this, buy that. This kind of direct marketing to Sasa beneficiaries, pre- sometimes pretending to be Sasa, and sometimes saying that it's necessary to have another funeral deduction, which is actually fraudulent and unlawful, has caused great harm to people. So, in a nutshell, the recall system is, is not adequate. A policy system has now happened. There's huge pressure um, by some partners who say, let's go to the courts. Let's just sue them. And I agree that if the last mechanism, which has already happened, is to take the matter to court, there has been in the process, while the new tender issues, while the court processes are delayed and delayed and delayed, continuing suffering of Sasa beneficiaries in untold mechanisms. Well, this is this is really where I'm at. You know, while all these processes are taking place and people are, are, are pointing fingers at each other and some some the delays in 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 in, in certain uh, in, in 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 responding to all these queries, what happens? What should people do today? Listening to the show and thinking, oh my goodness, I've had the same experience. Where do I go firstly? But how do I stop it from happening? What mm-hmm. what what what's the process now? Okay. I can say we, we still got the process. With the process we are just we're suffering also because even myself I don't know where I'm going to help these people because I have to move out of the office. I don't have any space of the office because what's happening now, only what I tested yesterday, I go in by atom of eighty rand. You call that, that toll-free number, they're all 80, 80 rent. It doesn't go through. Mm. Then what have people to do just now? Because they are still suffering. Because we don't even have solution in our offices. There is no solution. I ran to the official of Sasa, which is June. I said, go to June. I said, June, please help me. She sit down, shame, with me and helping me. And also say, I don't have something to do. Mm, mm. All of us were just want to know what is the solution. What do you have to do to do a solution? For our people. But what, what are we telling people to do now? Okay. You, you, you say. Th- thus, far, right. thus far, there's a toll-free number for, for Sasa, which we'll give at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. The first thing that uh, Sasa beneficiaries must not do is disclose the information to people yes. who come and Ooh. say, um, the government said we must do this. You must buy a funeral. If they don't, nobody is allowed. Sasa said, Anybody who pretends to be Sasa, who gives loans, is lying. And we have that on tape. Mm-hmm. So be very careful with your, your bank account. Do not give your PIN away. Um, the system requires your fingerprint to, to register. Make sure that when you get that statement problematically every 30 days, you can't go to any bank because the Cash Pay Master Services brought Grindrod Bank and you can only see what deductions are effected when you go for your next grant unless you make 
a special inquiry, sometimes mm-hmm. at great cost to yourself. Mm-hmm. So there's a problem that the bank statements are only available every 30 days. Make sure that you don't give out your confidential information to anyone. Speak to a SASA official who should have a SASA uniform on. Go and speak to the um, manager if you have any any discomfort about a deduction. Report it to people. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a component of dignity that, that our elders feel that why must I burden my son or daughter with this thing? Thousands, millions of people are doing this. I was going to suggest that um, we, 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 we talk to, um, we, as we speak now, we talk to children and, 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 and family members who are still able to, 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 to uh, assist their, their, their grannies or whoever it is that's getting a grant in the family. Because some of these things, uh, as a recipient, and you, you only go there once, once a month when you get, you're not listening to all this information, you're just going there to get your money. So how can I help my elderly mom who's getting a grant? What do I have to do from now until the next payment is, is done? Okay. I would suggest that a young person who's concerned about the well-being of his granny or disabled brother or sister, make sure that, that first of all, the information is not given to anybody. Make sure that if there is a deduction, and there's only one deduction that's allowable, it is 10% of the value of the grant for funeral schemes or insurance. So the maximum deduction that can come off a grant of 1,350 is 135 Rand. Mm-hmm. It comes off before the money goes into to the bank account. Any other deduction is unlawful in terms of the Social Assistance Act. Now, the companies will disagree, and we're very careful here by using the word unlawful, immoral, and mm. sometimes fraudulent, because some would say that it's not illegal. It's, it's the, co- the consequences of these deductions is what says Bukiwe and IC. The gains made by the state to reduce extreme poverty and e- inequality is seriously and rapidly being eroded by this kind of financial service greed and many banks are guilty of this the treasury and the financial services board have issued a report to say that these kinds of deductions are abusive says shadow so please guard your information if you have any problem get to a sasa service point not a pay point a service point when you can and ask for that information if you can't get access to it please use the sasa toll-free number which is 0800 60 10 11 i repeat 0800 60 10 11. And if you're in the Paul area and know about an advice office, please go and share your information like the evidence we brought to you. Mm. Keep record of your deductions because we are working very, very hard that our senior um, citizens, our brothers and sisters who need these grants are repaid and that this, the, 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 the human rights can be made real by the progressive realization of what is a right. Otherwise, on SAFM. You're listening to SAFM, and it's Otherwise with me, Shadow Twala. Elroy Paulus is my guest, Black Sash Advocacy Manager, and Ms. Bukiwe Limani, head of the PAL Advice Office in the Western Cape. Now, Ms. Bukiwe, you brought in lots of documentation that is proof of what we're talking about and, and, and the allegations we're making, and I'll, I'll call them allegations for now. Um, just just go through with it. What, what, did you, what were your findings there? Sharon, if you can just uh, see uh, yesterday, I've got about 10 women from Stelimus. Mm-hmm. This woman, they had been phoned in December by somebody called Sotri, and they just said, you must bring your IDs and your last 
four-digit numbers of your card. There are a lot of food here by Sasa. We want to give to people. And the people issue their ID. What is so so with me? They want to kill this woman because they want to beat this woman because the woman told them that now in January their money has been taken off from their grant. I have to sit down with those ten women and said, you cannot uh, fight with this particular woman because she was also the same trap like you because mm -hmm. her number also is here in. Her money also has been taken away, 190. All of them have been taken away, 190 per person. Did they, they get the food? They didn't get nothing. The person when they phone the phone number again, the phone it doesn't ring anymore. Oh six three, it doesn't ring. No one just pick up the phone. And it's the, women mainly. The the women, but the men who did uh, contact them. When I just follow up the the case, this uh, lady Baba Lai just get the number from a mom in Kailicha. I asked the mom, where did you get this salty number? And mom said the people also they call me said salty helping people who going to get food. Sure. So this is typical of what happens. Some way, the confidential data, the PIN, the last four digits of the account, mm. is known to a party that shouldn't have access to this information. So the beneficiary's funds are compromised and somebody, are, somebody is making unlawful, fraudulent deductions claiming that it is in the name with the permission of the SASA beneficiary. We've seen this so many times. There have been examples of a family um, in Bethelstorp in the Eastern Cape where somebody came around, said they're collecting names for food parcels, asked for people's bank details and ID numbers, mm. and immediately thereafter there were five, multiple five rand deductions for the, the, the married couple who are both SASA beneficiaries of five rand 35 times for MTN, Vodacom and CELC. Who gave permission or who allowed that deduction to take place? Did it happen via the service that is designed exclusively for SASA beneficiaries? It's called Umoyo Manji. Mm. Now, Umoyo Manji is used to sell advanced airtime and electricity deductions. It's part of the Net One group. And it needs to explain itself as to why there are these five rand multiple deductions and why would it, why would somebody call for 35 deductions in total from three different companies when you don't have a cell phone and why didn't you order it in bulk? Is there, is there benefits made by the, um, the point of sale issues? How does the money flow? Somebody said, where does the poor money go? Mm. Who benefits, who loses? And it is, it is the best example I can think of is that we have loan sharks who, who grab the, the, the identity documents and the pins and the SASA cards of people. That's criminal. And SASA has intervened there and removed the, the documents and money of a place that has been shown to provide these loans. But that's at a pay point or close by to a place where those loan sharks are around the pay point. <laughs> this system allows the sharks to be inside the tank, says Shadow. And there's very sophisticated ways in which financial service providers are enriching themselves at the cost of the poorest of the poor. And it's causing such untold hardship and social stress that is not sustainable.
I tell you what, it's a huge discussion that must happen. And I think it is important, um, we'll avail yourselves as well again, to have Sasa here because it, it needs a huge round table. Yes. And I, in, in, in the future program, I think we will invite callers to come in, to, to call us in when everybody's present so that we, we get to the bottom of this and, or at least get some kind of recourse for, for our people. And I think that's, that's the important bit. So thank you so much for coming in and how do people get hold of you all right okay the the black sash um has a helpline that helpline's number is zero seven two double six double three seven three nine that is if you have gone to sasa have phoned the 0800 60 10 11 number the helpline of the Black Sash is 072-6633739 or email help at blacksash.org.za. Tell somebody you are not alone. The special assignment story will be featured in February sometime at a date to be confirmed. Mm -hmm. We hope that we will have that firm date when Sasa has um, the opportunity to respond mm -hmm. and to verify, corroborate or challenge anything we've said here. We've brought in papers of evidence. We, the minister has uh, uh, instruction, and this thing must stop because it's not uh, um, sustainable in any way. I look forward to having you back here again. And Wugiwe, uh, what? How do we get hold of you? I've got only cell phone number. Also, you can contact. Me or maybe then we'll we'll yes. contact you through yes. Black Sash because yes. I I don't want to yeah. give mm. your cell phone mm. number. Otherwise, you won't. You'll we'll have endless <laughs> calls. But thank you so much for for joining me and 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 taking time out to come here and highlighting this very important story. And it, of course, this is just the beginning. As I said, we'll have to have all parties in place to continue the conversation. Thank you so much, Shadow. Thank you, thank you, Shadow. And and your strength, you know, the way you're dealing with people. I think I think uh, I commend that as well. Thank you. Thank you. Um, when we come back, uh, we will we'll, we'll talk to um, a producer of a show that is the first um, first dance film in Africa, Wandi Lemulebadzi. Now I'm joined by uh, Wandi Lemulebadzi, who's the producer of Hear Me Move, and Hear Me Move is the first ever African dance film. Wandi thank you for your time. Welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Well, should I say congratulations as well? I think it's an order to say that. <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, I guess congratulations, but we're not there yet. I mean, uh, the film comes out on the 27th, so congratulations is just on the way, we hope. Well, the, the film is, is done and packaged and ready for us to see, right? Absolutely, yeah. Um, we're actually, I'm actually literally standing at the Department of Arts and Culture right now. Uh, we're just preparing the press conference for tomorrow. Um, everything is done. It's being color graded. The director is really happy. Uh, we're doing our final push tomorrow with the minister. So, yeah, we'll get to that. Just tell me why it, um, a, a dance film has never been done before. It Honestly, it was one of those things. Um, I went to Vitz. I was at Vitz with uh, my two business partners, Fidel Namisha and Skander Smith. And let it blow me for Vitz. You know, we just talking about, you know, how great the dance culture in South Africa is and how, how incredible the, the escape of talent that we have. And we just decided, you know what, guys, we need to make a film for young people that one will not speak to the past, but actually speak to how we're taking on the future. Mm. Um, and we thought, okay, so what can we do? And we came up with all kinds of crazy ideas. And we decided about six years ago, okay, let's write a dance film and let's have someone struggling with South African issues right now and taking on the challenges of being South African right now. And he does it through dance. And that was how Human was born.
because beautiful <laughs> things like this just come up. But has, yeah. been, has, been, has it been a, a, an easy journey? I mean, you said six years ago, I mean, getting funding and all of those kinds of things? Uh, no, but Your call has been placed on hold. Please wait. <laughs> I heard him go, Aish, and I think he knew his airtime was, was going to do things at him. And, you know, <laughs> it just happened so wonderfully. But, you know, I must tell you about this because I and, and it, apparently the film stars a combination of upcoming and seasoned South African actors and dancers, including Tembi Siete, Buiti Chulo, Nyaniso Zedze, you know, and, and, and Aish, what happened, Wandil? I have no idea. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. I don't know what happened. So we were talking about funding and, and stuff like that. Yes. Um Money to to mention, I guess. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, it was quite a hard journey, you know, to get the to raise the financing for the film. But there's been a lot of incentives that the government has put into place to support filmmakers, and mm. I think the main reason is that it's an incredible econ- employment driver. And so, on a film set like on Hear Me Move, we had up to 80 people on a, any given day, you know, and it's great for employment. And luckily, we're able to access the DTI and the IBC uh, and the NFVF. And we're able to use the Black Filmmakers Fund and sort of get access through funding that way. Because raising the money through commercial banks can be quite difficult, you know, especially for black filmmakers who don't have surety and don't have collateral. Mm. So the government is definitely playing a role in that sense. So, tell me how that, that process worked. What, what, well, um, it was quite a, a long process, but the, the, the gist of it is really that Paul Mujaji, who's the choreographer on the film. Um, he sort of had called a meeting and said, look guys, because of the, the rigorous dance schedule that we have for the film and the amount of time that we have to rehearse, we need to cast dancers first and foremost. And so what we did is that we fought him initially and until we realized that, you know what, he's right. Um, and then we went on a national search looking for talent, dance talent first and foremost. Um, and we had dance crews from all around the country coming and performing mm-hmm. and we then got dancers who Scotland was able to pull performance out of, you know. Um, but how the whole Tembi Siete and Losa Cooper, Amanda DuPont and Kanyimbao and Wojty Tula as well, how that works is that part of the, the dream that we have for the film is that we wanted to speak to young people, mm. you know, and we wanted to be a great Friday night movie. It should be one of those films that you go watch and you're like, wow, man, I'm so in a you know, if I go to do a, a dance floor, I will show them what it's all about, you know. And we thought, you know, there's such incredible talent in this country. And we thought, let's get some really cool and funky celebrities to talk to the film as well. And to actually be in the film so that their cameo roles are actually narrative functions, not just pretty people that say pretty things. Mm. And so that's how we got all the celebrities on board. And it was really great because they gave up their time quite willingly. And, uh, I mean, a film said we go over schedule and we go into late into the evening and they were there with us. It was great. I love the title, Hear Me Move. I mean, you know, it's so beautiful. And, of course, it's already been premiered in, in, in other countries in Canada here. Yes. Um, because we're part of the NFEF development program, we we actually were able to join the NFEF on their um, trade exchanges to places like Cannes, Toronto, and Mipcom, um, so, and AFM, the American film market. And basically what we were there to do was really just to show the film to distributors and to show the film to, I guess you could say, influencers of the, 
the theatrical release space in those countries mm-hmm. and show them the, the, the film at that stage and say, look, this is the film that we have. It's very different. It's a very different kind of film from South Africa. But we feel that it speaks to uh, a global a global market. And thankfully, it was received very well. You know, it's been, it's been really, really encouraging, actually, the way the outside has responded to the film. And we know that when we release it finally, Momo Chaye, we're going to get a good response. Well, Momo Chaye, you let us know, I suppose, at the, at the press conference, a media briefing tomorrow with the, the Minister of Arts and Culture, you, yes. you'll announce when we can expect to see the film, huh? Correct, yeah. Fantastic. All the best and good luck. Um, I, I tell you, I'm excited to see it. As soon as you know when it's being shown, please do <laughs> let me know so we Absolutely. can tell the rest of South Africa. Congratulations once more to you and your team. Huh? Absolutely. It was, a, it was a team effort and it's been a, a long journey, but everyone has put their shoulder to the wheel and we've made it. We've got it this far. So now we're thankful, you know. Thank you very much. Thank you. You take care now, Wandile. The, the press conference is tomorrow uh, in, in Pretoria at 1 o'clock, and it's at the GCIS offices in, uh, in Pretoria.